Look at you, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday, 17th day of February, 2021. My name, that would be Nick. And I'm looking right at Big J. Yeah. Yeah, you are. How you feeling, Big J? Good, man. Yeah? Yeah. Feels like a good Wednesday to you? Good enough. Uh, That's enough to get us started. And we have a busy Wednesday show planned for you, part two of our in-depth expose on Sean Morgan of Seether is happening today. Although uh, there's not much in-depth nor expose about it, uh, it's just a good time to catch up with our good friend Sean Morgan of Seether, who was nice enough to call in, and uh, it was just too full of that red-hot steam intent, Big J, to uh, pack it all into one day. So we spread it out over two, so you don't miss a damn second of it. And so that is happening today in the 7 o'clock hour. You're going to want to tune in for that. We also have a movie review courtesy of Big J. He watched a Netflix movie called Red Dot yesterday. We'll see if it's any good coming up before we hit the 7 o'clock hour. A chance for you to win a day or night pass to Bogus Basin is going to happen with Pop Culture Smackdown, plus an opportunity to qualify for uh, some season passes that we have to give away, which are good for the rest of this season and all of next. So we're talking thousands of dollars here, Big J. And skiing value for you. And uh, that's going to be happening today as well. So it's a busy Wednesday, which is nice. I like that for the middle of the week. Where we're looking around and we're going, where are we going to fit in everything we have to do? And the answer is we do what we always do. We just log jam it in there until uh, it's bursting at the seams. That's right. Like us getting dressed every morning. And so... It's going to start today, and we're going to have a good one, I promise you, including some good music. Music like the Red Hot Chili Peppers to kick things off. It's Can't Stop here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. She's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com to get more information. You deserve an advocate. Hey, listen, uh, it's kind of an oxymoron these days, uh, or affordable housing in Ada County, my friend. It's tough to find, and if you're looking for a deal on a home in this particular part of the country, it's probably uh, not going to happen anytime soon. Boise Regional Realtors uh, released their uh, information yesterday about uh, the cost of a median home sale price in Ada County. And it probably shouldn't surprise anybody, although it may be surprising how high. Uh, But the median amount it costs somebody to buy a house since 2011 has tripled, BJ. 300% increase. Data also highlights that Ada County is experiencing a decade-long rise in the median home sale price. does not seem to be slowing down either, even as the pandemic nears a one-year anniversary here in the Treasure Valley. Starting in January of 2005, the median house price in Ada County was about $171,000. By June of 2006, it was at 247. Uh, and then, if you go back to the recession back uh, when it began in 2008, it's down again to 198. Then, fast forward to April of 2001, and you're looking at 133. That's when it was at its lowest. Uh, next thing you know, uh, by January of this year, it's hit a record of $454,000 for a home here in the Ada County portion of the Treasure Valley. Uh, And so since the year 2008, it's up 341%. And it's not like anybody who previously owned a home in that golden era 
Yeah, right. Uh, the, you know, I mean, you can sell your house and make some money, but where are you going to live? Yeah. Uh, unless you're moving out to somewhere that's more reasonable. Right. And that's that's really the only option you have. I mean, uh, if you're selling a home in the Treasure Valley, odds are you're not going to find another home. I wonder what Treasure point. Valley. And, and uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people are blaming the influx of Californians in this. When Californians realized, ah, I can sell this house and make a caboodle amount of money and move to Utah or Idaho. So where are we going to move? Uh, it's up to you, really, buddy. Wyoming, here we come. All right. The desolate, barren region of Wyoming. Good luck. Enjoy. With you and your farm. <laughs> the NBA said Tuesday that four San Antonio Spurs players had tested positive for the coronavirus. As a result, the Spurs will not be playing any of the games until the middle of next week at the earliest and postponing at least three of those games. League also said the Hornets' next two games will be postponed while contract contract tracing is completed because they were the last team to play San Antonio. So here we are right before the All-Star break with some issues in the NBA. How that uh, affects All-Star break is anybody's guess, but it's not good. If you have any interest in Moonfall, it is considered to be the biggest budget indie film ever. It is uh, budgeted at $140 million. And it all happened during a global pandemic. Roland Emmerich is the director of the film. And he talked a little bit about the experience of shooting the film, which has a pretty big cast, including Halle Berry, former guest of the morning after Patrick Wilson, Donald Sutherland, Michael Pena, Charlie Plummer, John Bradley, and it follows a space crew traveling to the moon. And Roland Emmerich said, quote, as an independent movie, it wasn't easy to come overcome five to six million in COVID costs, but... That's a pretty big hole. We had to find a bank to finance us. We were planning at, at starting the at the start of the year. We had to immediately shut down due to the pandemic. There was a lot of back and forth between insurance companies and banks. And he says it's a miracle the movie happened at all. It took a little bit longer than he than I thought it would, but it's complete. But I ask you, Big J, if a movie costs $140 million to make, is it an independent movie? Yeah, I was going to ask the same thing. That doesn't seem very independent to me. I, I guess what in an independent movie, meaning this this is not attached to a studio. You understand? Right. So he kind of did this all on his own and then is hoping to sell it to a studio once a couple of film festivals pick it up and it can kind of go from there. And maybe just maybe they can make their money back. But I think $140 million is is a lot of money. <laughs> Uh, to be baking on a film, and we'll see how it does. But apparently it is the officially, according to all the record books, the biggest budget indie film to date because it is not currently attached to a studio. But Roland Emmerich has enough Hollywood clout to make that kind of stuff happen, even though he's kind of desperate for hit. Yeah, he hasn't had anything in quite some time. No, I think the last movie that he made that, that made money right out of the gate was... Independence Day 2, but that fizzled so much at the box office after the first weekend that I don't think it made its money back. I think the last movie that Roland Emmerich made that made money was The Patriot back in the day. Because uh, he was Independence Day before that, and then uh, he made another one after that. I cannot remember that actually did pretty well, but it's been a while. Either way, it's coming out whether you like it or not, and he's looking to make his $140 million back, so maybe start digging into your pocket, Big J. Help Roland Emmerich out a little bit. I don't think so. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. There's your Send Nude Song of the Day here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Right around this time yesterday, Big J uh, took the option and selected a movie called Red Dot as his official pick for streaming dumbass. And so now's the time we figure out 
What's it all about and how was it? Red Dot. Yes. Uh, and it's a Swedish movie. So, Nick, you were right. There uh, was uh, the uh, the dub option is an automatic one okay. uh, there. And uh, so you've, you've got that. But uh, what you've got is a couple characters here, uh, Nadia and David. And uh, they've just uh, gotten uh, married. And they're struggling a little bit in their relationship. Uh, David is kind of a... I don't want to call him a loser, but he's borderline a little bit trying to figure out his life and uh, not not a good time because uh, Nadia is just finding out that she's pregnant. For crying out loud. Uh, and so David's like, hey, I got to salvage this thing. Hey, I know. How about a nice cold winter trip into the mountains? Always a good idea. It's a relationship saver. <laughs> Uh, so uh, maybe that's a typical thing in Sweden. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, they decided to go on this trip, and immediately it starts to uh, to unfold in a bad, bad way as uh, they encounter some uh, some hunters on their way up there who, who might be racist, it might be them, might not be. And, and it just kind of starts to uh, escalate from there. And uh, I'm going to tell you what, man, uh, there it, it, it's... Uh, the red dot part comes in here because uh, once they're out in the wilderness, uh, they wake up in the middle of the night and, and um, there's some, some screams and some, some really crazy things going on and their dog is missing. And then the next thing you know, there's this red dot everywhere and, and then they start to freak out. Like uh, snipers? Yes, okay. exactly. And uh, so that's when the chase is on and, and it gets worse from there. I mean, I, I had a hard time with some of the, the, the footage in this movie just because, um, you know, you, you've got, I'll say this, uh, uh, violence warning. There is some, some pretty stark violence in this, but also some uh, animal violence, which right now is whew, not easy for me to, uh, to accept. So I'll leave it at that. But uh, the story, you know, takes place. There's a pretty uh, compelling and interesting twist once you get, oh, about halfway to three quarters of the way that I didn't see coming. Um, there's some there's some flashes going on uh, to present and the past. It's not too difficult to follow. So it's interesting in that regard. And uh, the ending is one of those endings Nick, that I just, oh, man, I, I struggle with uh, to a certain degree because you're just left wondering what, what's going to ha what happens. Uh, but it's not a good thing. It, it, the ending of this movie is not a good thing for this couple. Let's put it that way. Okay. So um, I, I can see maybe a lot of people at the end would be like, man, we came a long way for, for this sort of situation. and not sure how that's going to play out. But uh, it, the twists and turns in it, I think for me, were enough for like, okay, yeah, there's some interesting storytelling here. And uh, boy, uh, people go from zero to 100 in Sweden. Let's put it that way. Yeah, they're not messing around. Yeah. It's uh, like the metal. We know we know enough about Swedish people to know they're not messing around. So, I mean, hey, uh, thriller. I mean, this isn't like the Pelican Brief thriller. This is more like some hardcore thriller action. Uh -huh. uh, there's some violence and uh, some of that in here. So if you're okay with all that, then you definitely should uh, maybe check this out. Is it fast-paced or is it because you know it's a story about hiking? So I wonder if it's it's a little bit slow. The but hiking doesn't last very long. It does take a little bit of time. I mean, there's some setup, obviously, with the characters and things. So you're a good 25, 30 minutes into you start to really pick up the action, uh, and it's an hour and 26 minutes or so. Oh, so it's not very long. Yeah, um, and and so it, it it can go by pretty quickly. It sounds like. Red Dot is Big J approved. It's approved, but I tell you what, I had to immediately, you know, take a, a movie shower and watch The Parent Trap. 
Did it help? Yes. Yes, it helped. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's a it's a family movie, no. Red Dot. No, but it it doesn't leave you with a good feeling at the end. No, well, I mean, so. that being said, I can't imagine the description of the movie would put you in a place that would make you think it was a no, happy movie. No, but I don't get to pick the movies I get to pick. Well, yeah, you do. So. You had the choice of a space yeah, adventure I, I, or, uh, or a couple all, being all, shot at. All three were, were thrillers that probably... <laughs> Would have all ended in the same result of me wanting to take a, a serious cleansing bath. Uh, so, uh, Red Dot is officially Big J approved? Yeah. I saw it was in the top ten yesterday in Netflix yeah, movies. Eight. So, it looked like it was fairly popular. And Big J says it's worth your time and check it out. It's brand new on Netflix. So, there you go. Another streaming dumbass victory. Ta-da! Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff coming your way, courtesy of the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, the most exciting thing on your schedule in the next coming days is uh, putting together a Traeger grill whenever it comes on your doorstep. So suffice it to say, your hard partying days are over. What? Nah. Can you give me like a five-year area where you feel like you just threw down from the Big J partying how, personality? How stuff? many years? Give me a five-year stretch from age what to what? Oh, uh, age twenty-five to thirty-two. That is not five years. You know that as well I, as I do. Right. I'm just saying those those are my party years. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, All of them. So a majority of them in your 20s, yes? Yeah. I've got bad news for you, buddy. According to LSU, if you partied at hardest in your 20s, you can pretty much count on heart problems later on in your life. I was counting on that anyways. (laughs) 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 Researchers looked at 1.1 million people in the U.S. comparing their intake of alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, all sorts of stuff with the rates of heart attacks and strokes, and they found that the higher number of substances used recreationally in their 20s, the greater the risk of premature heart disease, meaning, you know, angina, heart attack, stroke before the age of 55 in men, or before the age of 65 in women if they were partying it up in their 20s. For those who used four or more substances, that would be you, Big J. The risk was nine times higher, and for those who use cocaine, again, you Big J, nearly two and a half times more likely to have premature heart disease, while those who use amphetamines, Big J, no. were nearly three times as likely. Smokers, Heroin, please. What about that? Is that on the list? Heroin did not make the cut. Smokers were nearly twice as likely to suffer from premature heart disease, while drinkers were 50% more likely to face the disease. Studies suggest that one in five young adults misuse several substances during these particular times in their life, and that could come back to bite them right in the ass as they start to get older if they can make it that far. So it's one of those deals where maybe, you know, hard partying in your 20s isn't worth it. I mean, you know, I don't know. Tell that to somebody in their 20s. (laughs) I was going to say, you know, looking back on it as a 43-year-old man in my 20s, which I would say was probably the the time that I partied the most as well, uh, I... I don't have a lot of like, man, that was fantastic kind of things. A lot of times I would have a lot of, oh, that was really stupid kind of stuff. Oh, man, that's too bad. I know it is sad, but I mean, you know, I feel like a majority of us feel that way. Like, I mean, it's not a ton of regret, 
it's just one of those deals where it was like, was it really worth it to stay up until 3 o'clock in the morning and then puke my guts out the next day? Probably not. Nah, it was a great time. Uh, I don't know, man. You remember how, you know, when, when you puked, it made you stop wanting to drink? <laughs> yeah, that, that's different, though. That was a different that, level of That was 35-year-old puking? That was... That's not how I partied, so... <laughs> right, right. I understand. That okay. was... That was me accepting every shot uh, brought to me, which I've never done in my life. <laughs> so uh, it is one of those deals where it may be worth looking in the mirror a little bit if you're in that age bracket or uh, if you're having some issues now. You could look back through 20s and go, oh, that makes sense. I made terrible decisions back then. Hey, the uh, number one overall pick in the draft... Uh, underwent some surgery yesterday. Former Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, uh, who's expected to go number one to the Jags, had surgery on his left shoulder yesterday. Of course, that's his non-throwing arm. But he had to repair some damage in his labrum. He wrote on Instagram, surgery went great, excited to rehab. ESPN cited a source saying Lawrence is expected to be ready for training camp, so should not affect his draft status, especially considering it's not his throwing arm. But... Maybe a little bit of a question mark for the Jaguars heading in, but I don't think it affects him in any way, shape, or form. What do you think, NFL? Yeah, no, he'll be fine. Yeah, he's going to be number one no matter what. Nice tip of the hat to Ryan Reynolds and his wife, Blake Lively. They have donated $500,000 a piece, or if you want to do some quick math, that's a million dollars to Feeding America and Food Banks Canada again. The pair previously donated $500,000K in each when the pandemic began. Food Banks Canada thanked them on social media, as did uh, the Feeding America campaign. And Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively have teamed up to do this now twice. That's $2 million they've given to food banks since the pandemic has began. Uh, of course, uh, they also had a chance to poke a little bit of fun at Hugh Jackman as well. Uh, <laughs> as they yeah. piled on and said, uh, you continue to be our favorite Canadian and our favorite superhero. Sorry, Hugh Jackman, according to uh, Food Banks Canada. So they had a little bit of fun with it as well. Uh, kind of weighing he, into their ongoing quote-unquote feud, if you will. Chance he gets. It's great. That's it's right. It's wonderful. Well, no, it wasn't Ryan Reynolds. It was the Food Bank that piled on the Hugh Jackman. Uh, yeah, he probably told them to do uh, it. Probably. Though. I'm sure everybody had their... Say, so, hey, you know what would be funny, guys? Just just uh, add a little stab to Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big yes, J. Sir. Yes, sir. You just donated 500000 Yes, sir. Sean Morgan is coming up in a few minutes. Plus, we're going to hell next. Hold tight. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Maryland is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Maryland. And it doesn't matter what timeline you choose to look back on. One thing that the average everyday person still seems to do some really dumb stuff for, Big J, is the opportunity to get famous. And we are living, I believe, in a time where, uh, boy, the dumbest of us are just the most famous, you know? Yeah. And uh, with the the, uh, access and social media and the uh, tendency to go viral, uh, it, it really makes it possible for you to at least try to do something really dumb and get famous for it, a la, you know, gorilla gluing your hair. That story has had legs for much longer than I ever thought it would. Of course. Because somebody sprayed glue on their hair, and now people know who she is. And that's, boy, it's fairly depressing, but... You know, it's a whole nother step whether, you know, it's debatable whether or not that person did it on purpose. But when you do something on purpose that's dumb in order to hopefully go viral, 
you are just collectively bringing down the IQ of, of everybody around you. And this is a story of two brothers in Maryland that got into deep trouble because they decided they wanted to do something that they thought would go viral, share it on social media, and become famous. What did they decide to do, Big J? They staged a fake stabbing in their home, called 911, and then decided it would be hilarious to film the police response so that they could put it on social media and go viral for it. Oh, boy. Boy, they really didn't think this through. Uh, no, unfortunately, what makes this story so awful is that they did. Oh. I mean, the amount of trouble they went through to stage this is absolutely amazing. Of course, they didn't do enough research to realize what they were doing was A, incredibly dumb, B, not a good idea, and C, illegal. And that's what makes it a story. But basically what happened is uh, police responded to a report of a man stabbed in the neck inside of a home and arrived at the scene to find 21-year-old Dennis and Jean lying on the floor, covered in what appeared to be blood and holding a shirt against his neck to stop the bleeding. His younger brother, 19-year-old Pierre Jean, stood next to him with a bloody knife in his hand and said, I didn't mean to stab him, officers. But we got into an argument and one thing led to another. I could get you shot. Right. Here's the other problem. The guys thought the only way it would go viral is if nobody was in on it. They have four other roommates in the house, and they're all screaming at the top of their lungs and freaking out, right? Because they think one of their roommates stabbed another person. Yeah. So as the officers began to, you know, obviously first they had the guy drop the knife, and then they're like, we got to save this dude's life. They try to administer first aid to the victim. The victim sat up and started laughing. Ha ha ha! Gotcha, coppers! It's one big prank! They then told you the idiots. officers it was a joke for social media. Cops searched the house. They found fake blood and a couple of hidden video cameras because you can only go viral if you have several angles, Big J. Yeah, you want a full production. It was also determined that while the brothers staged the gruesome scene, the four other people in the house obviously were not in on the joke the way they were reacting to it. So what happened, Big J? Yeah, they just left. No, no. The brothers no were Good arrested. Good job, guys. You got us. Oh. The brothers were arrested because you can't do that. Uh, they were charged with making a false call for an ambulance, a false statement to an officer, and incriminating use of the 911 phone number, all of which are a series of felonies and misdemeanors. And if convicted, they are going, they're facing about $20,000 in fines and could get about three years in jail a pop. So, go viral for that. Well, I mean, we've seen going viral what can do. I mean, that's... Would you trade 20000 bucks and maybe some time in jail? Here's the problem. The video never got... The, the oh, cops confiscated, confiscated it. because too. of It's all evidence. evidence. And so they were never able to put the video together. It's all just a story now that they were trying to do. Well, they so. should have remotely been recording that. <laughs> Didn't think it all the way through, I guess, after yeah. all. It was not a good look for them. And it was a failure of an attempt. And do not do that. It is very much against the law. Were lessons learned? I don't know. Probably not. But not a good idea. Let's not do that. And hopefully <laughs> they'll throw the book at him. Although I highly doubt it. What well, about the trauma? The poor roommates, Oh, my man. God. Yeah, forget about it. They're, I'm sure they're looking for a new place to live as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Sean Morgan of Seether wrapping up his part two of our interview with him next on the X-Rock. 
Seether. That is Dangerous here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Lead singer of that band is Sean Morgan. Figured it'd be a great time for us to wrap up our conversation and play part two of our interview with Sean Morgan, lead singer of Seether. Where we last left off, we were talking about Seether and doing streaming concerts and how Sean wasn't exactly comfortable doing that. And so we should probably pick up with him talking a little bit about those streaming concerts and what makes them so different. There's just so much about it that did you that you realize it, it, it's so so different. Because you know there is an option to do streams more often and, and and do this killer production thing. Look, the most recent one I watched and I love the band to death. I love Seven Dust. I love the guys. They had that stream that they did. I think it was about a month or two ago. Yeah, and it, and it looked and sounded awesome. It was killer. And I, you know, me and my wife were sitting in the living room watching it. We were like, we had this, we had this, it was blaring through the speakers. It was on our TV screen. And I was like, man, this is cool. But it still wasn't as cool as being there and seeing them. You know, it wasn't as cool as feeling the, the sound hit your chest. So, it, it, look, and is it, is it, a, is it a, a happy compromise? Absolutely. But it made me realize just how much I missed the live aspect. Like, like the actual, like my, my mother-in-law bought me this really, uh, this really cool vest. It's, it's a haptic vest. But you put it on. And you can plug in your phone, and then it vibrates to the music. No, dude, I put it on the first time, and I, I, I mean, I broke down because it was like, I, I just for some reason I threw on one of our songs, and it started playing. And I was like, "Holy crap! This is what playing live felt like!" And it was like this, this, this really like powerful moment for me. So maybe next time I, I watch one of these streams, I'll just throw this vest on so I can, <laughs> I can feel like I'm at the show because it'll, it'll be pounding me in the chest anyway. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and it's it's called it's made by this company called Wooja, and it's and it's a really bizarre name, and, and they're, they're difficult to find. But um, and it's it's kind of you think on the surface kind of gimmicky until you put it into practice. And I was man, it's like this is so now every once in a while I'll just I'll just you know throw on some headphones and plug this vest in and just sit in a, in a dark corner for an hour rocking out to music and, and actually feeling it like you, you can throw on a live show and, and you can almost pretend you're there because it, you know every kick hits you in the chest and the guitars are it, it's so cool, man. I mean, I'd, I'd hate for that to become the future of music. But it certainly is, is a it's as close as I've come to to experiencing it, you, you know, as if you were there without actually being there. Sean Morgan from Seether joins us. Uh, Sean, you know, uh, we we had a Seether date set up for 2020, which obviously had to be canceled, which was a kick in the jeans. But we understand why you had mentioned it's been almost a calendar year since things has yeah. happened for you. So uh, did you decide to do anything new music wise or were you happy because you just had an album come out and you were able to just kind of unplug? That's interesting a question because you would think that I'd be Oh, well, let's start writing some new stuff. It's, it's a bit of both. Again, I, I I was very very proud of what we had done, and there's there's a lot of music that that was unfinished from this album um, that I could still go back and finish. But man, my my mental game left me. It was just like you know when you when you you have a, have a, it's difficult to get out of bed in the mornings, and you just feel depressed all the time, and you. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd come up here into the studio many times, and I'd sit down. I go, "Yeah, this, today's the day I want to write something." And it, was, it would end up being a complete, uh, you know, watch out. So I have now started writing new music again because I think that it, it may very well be a situation that we find ourselves in, where um, you know, as limited as touring will be this year, and maybe if we're lucky, there'll be some some sort of like explosive touring at the beginning of next year. I would very much like to have another album good to go for next year. So. Um, that's where I'm at now. I've, I've, the process has started, so I, it's exciting because I've, I've kind of found my mojo again after having <laughs> having lost it completely. So, yeah, there's there's, there's definitely there's slowly but surely I'm starting to write uh, new music again. So um, I don't know when it's going to come out, but yeah, I'm, I'm working on the next album. I'd, I'd say. 
Awesome, awesome. And in the meantime, uh, you just dropped a bruised and bloodied uh, the video, and, and you know we're playing the single here. Uh, I, I, you know the video. I, it's interesting because the chance for you guys all to be together. I'm assuming you did that here in 2020, uh, or the end of maybe the beginning here of 2021. Um, mm-hmm. Is it is it still weird? Here we are in this time with, with cameras all over, and as just I'm watching the video, you know you've got one of those close ups of you, uh, maybe with the camera strapped to you. Is that <laughs> you ever get used to that? That sucked. Are you- kidding <laughs> yeah after after as as as, as haggard a year as 2020 was I, it's not like i was at the time at my physical or mental peak so having this camera right in my face was kind of it was like it was annoying but it was it, it was nice to, to be in the room with the guys again and, and sort of fake our way through a live performance you know what i mean and, and so i kind of put a, i put aside all my all my self-esteem crises and whatever vestiges I have left of an ego, I basically said, well, you know what, let's just do this video and have fun with it. And so I think, honestly, I'm glad we did it because we can look at ourselves and say, okay, cool. So what would I like to improve for 2021? Because, you know, it was a beatdown. But that was one of the highlights. We did it. We actually did it last year, I think, yes, just right around before Thanksgiving. So it was it was this it was the scenario where we showed up at the at the venue and everybody had to get tested first and mm-hmm. everybody around us was wearing masks and we were wearing masks for the most part but you know it was kind of it was it was it was great it was a, it was a weird but wonderful experience in a sense because we got to feel like we were actually were essential again to use that word that was thrown out and one of the first things to shut down was was live music obviously because it's the, the potential for spreading uh, disease and it, it'll be the very last, I think, that'll that'll open up. I, I, I'm I'm encouraged by seeing things like the sporting uh, events are starting to allow people in. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a, that's a positive sign. I, I think also there's, there's no way people like the NFL would would risk losing any more money because those boys like them them billions of dollars. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was fun. It was fun to be back together with the guys, man. I enjoyed it. Love it. Well, Sean, man, we we love the new song. We love the new album, of course. And you know, here's hoping that we we'll get to see you soon back around this part of the world because uh, we always love shooting the breeze with you. And thank you for carving out some time for us today, yeah. man. We appreciate it very, very much. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys playing the song and the continued support. And and uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, I'm gonna just uh, cross my fingers that this year. It does allow us to come out and play there and, and at least, you know, well, you know, we that the band that as soon as they open those gates, we'll hit the ground running. So love it. We hope to see you guys again soon, man. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Best to you yeah, and the thanks, family, Sean. sir. You take care of yourself. All right, guys. Thank you so much. For All right. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by the advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at the following website, advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Taking your time answering some questions, Big J, might make you seem like a liar. Researchers from France found that people that judge slower responses as less sincere, regardless of the seriousness of the scenario, in both trivial conversations, like, you know, if we're talking about cake, you and I, Mm-hmm. and higher-stakes situations like police interrogations. Also, the longer the silence before the reply, the more the person speaking was viewed as insincere. Scientists say that slower responses tend to be the result of the responder suppressing automatic, truthful thoughts and fabricating a novel answer. Researchers add that these results can be applied to a wide range of interaction, going from workplace chit-chat to couples and friends bickering, but isn't, of course, always the case. 
I always tend to err on the side of caution when I tell people that thinking before you speak is not a good idea. <laughs> but you probably should. At least a little bit. Now, if somebody goes, you know, what were you doing last night? And you go, <laughs> I mean, I guess I didn't do anything. Then you start to go, okay, maybe that person is... I mean, it should come to you pretty quick what you did last night. And, uh, and all that kind of stuff. But there are certainly some situations where, you know, composing yourself and trying to come up with a thoughtful, correct, and, you know, honest answer is a good idea. Yeah, this happens every day at 830 for me. <laughs> I think it's different like, when you're getting quizzed no, on the, something. Oh, okay. <laughs> now we get caveats. Yes, I believe when you're answering trivia questions, it's a little bit different than you're answering, you know, random chit-chat questions about cake. So, uh, it is something to keep in mind. You could be like your own personal lie detector, though, at some point. You're welcome, everybody. The winter storm that has brought snow and frigid temperatures to Texas and knocked out power to millions caused the cancellation of the scheduled NBA game tonight between the Mavericks and the Pistons. An NHL game between the Stars and the Predators scheduled for last night was also scrapped. The second in two days, the weather also caused the cancellation of several men's and women's college basketball games in Texas, and that probably will continue as there are issues. So the sports world is being impacted as well. Probably not a surprise. Number one overall pick in the draft, or he's going to be anyway. Trevor Lawrence from Clemson had surgery yesterday on his left throw, uh, shoulder, not his throwing arm. He had some damage in his labrum, so they repaired it. He should be ready by training camp and probably should not affect his draft status at all. In Take Your Time news, looks like we're going to finally see Ronnie James Dio's autobiography called Rainbow in the Dark. It now has a release date, July 27th. Dio had been spending his last several months uh, working on his memoir prior to his passing in 2010. Yes, it has been 11 years, Big J. But it will be completed by his longtime friend and music writer, uh, Mick Wall. According to the permuted press, the book will cover all the luck that led to the birth of Rainbow and a productive but difficult collaboration with Richie Blackmore, the chance meeting that made him the second singer of Black Sabbath, and then, of course, his solo success, giving him the lasting symbol of heavy metal, how he came up with the Devil Horns, his marriage to his wife, Wendy, who we've had on the show before, along with Ronnie James Dio, both of them former guests, Big mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, uh, his battle with pancreatic cancer uh, and stomach cancer, which ultimately took his life in May of 2010 at the age of 67. So if you have any interest in the man, the myth, the legend of Ronnie James Dio, you will finally get this story mostly from the man himself coming out in July. Not sure why it took 11 years to get this thing going, but at least we know it's happening, Big J, which is good news. The the, uh, TV, excuse me, the uh, book will be called Rainbow in the Dark. July 27th is the release date. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and here we have a chance for you to win a Bogus Basin Day Pass uh, or Night Pass at uh, Bogus Basin. And then, of course, in the running for a Season Pass. You can win a Season Pass right here, right now, if you beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. That Season Pass is good for the rest of this season and then all of next year as well. So it's a pretty nice prize that is the grand prize, and it doesn't suck to get some free skiing thrown in either up there at Bogus. So if you're into it, get on the phone, 208-287-1003. You will have to defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown in order to claim this prize. And today, for the ex-listener, I got a couple of questions 
that revolve around the Achilles heel of the Treasure Valley, Big J. Sports. He ruptured Achilles heel of the Treasure Valley. <laughs> uh, sports is correct. Hello, the X. Hey, Brandon. All right, Brandon, you are up first. Brandon, after Jackie Robinson, who was the only athlete to have his number retired by every team in a professional sports league? I'll give you a hint. That sport was hockey. Oh, I would have known that one. Okay. Wrong. As previously described. You know, we didn't expect you to know it. (laughs) No. I expect us to go through a couple before somebody gets this one right. Hello, the X. Hello. Hey, after Jackie Robinson, who was the only athlete to have his number retired by every team in a professional sports league? I'll give you a hint. That sport was hockey. Ooh, right. That is correct. Bonus points, Big J, for the number? 99. That's right. Uh, what's your name, sir? Shane. Shane, you're taking on Big J. Big J, in the world of Harry Potter, students took the train to Hogwarts from what London station? I'm going to give you multiple choices, Big J. Oh, okay. Because I cannot imagine you're going to pull this one out of your ass. Paddington, King's Cross, or Waterloo? Waterloo. Waterloo is 100% wrong. Incorrect. King's Cross. King's Cross is the right answer. Right. That is the, the train. The W was sticking out to me for some reason. Well, there's no W in King's Cross. I know. I know. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, clearly. <laughs> there, Shane, you have got yourself a pass to go skiing up in Bogus Basin, and you're qualified for like, those season passes we're going to be giving away to. Well done. Like my life. I'm either all in or all out. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We'll do some headlines. It's happening next on the X-Rocks. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Ooh, Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with something called the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know, the one you just heard about on the X. Check it out for yourself and get started at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows, Big J. That's a long time. False alarm or our new home? False alarm. Had to be kind of freaky to find the California Highway Patrol, better known as what, Big J? Dun, 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 chips. Said a trucker called in reporting seeing a dismembered body floating in the water. Mannequin. By the Arch Road on-ramp near Highway 99 in Stockton. That's exactly right. Yep, it's always a mannequin. Troopers arrive, well, not always, Big J. Sometimes it actually is a dismembered body. But this time, troopers arrive to find multiple mannequin torsos, arms and legs floating in the water. The CHP posted about the scene on Facebook, joking that it was a result of a lovelorn uh, kind of Stockton Kraken going on a Valentine's Day killing spree. I'm Jeez. not sure. That seems like it's a little bit out there. Way out there, man. <laughs> I mean, it's huh? getting descriptive. And the mannequin parts were removed by the California Department of Transportation to prevent more motorists from calling 911 to report them. But yes, it does seem like uh, there has been a string of people dumping mannequins in places for some reason. That seems like an actual episode from Chips. Like, that would be... <laughs> You're right. I-, I can see them showing up on their motorcycles to the pond going, Mayday! But then figuring out it's just a mannequin. Thankfully, it's just a mannequin. Don't want to actually have dismembered body parts floating around in the water. That would be bad news. That's a long time or our new home? Our new home. Scientists are going to attempt something in the next few weeks that no one has ever done. They're going to fly a helicopter on Mars, my friend. The robotic robotic aircraft is named Ingenuity, and at its core, it's about the size of a softball. 
But for the past seven months, the device has been rocketing toward the red planet inside a rover called Perseverance. After traveling nearly 25,000 miles per hour, they're scheduled to touch down on Martian soil on Thursday. And so, this could be the beginning, Big J, of Mars colonization. Don't you need air? For the helicopter? Yeah. No, why would you need air? I have just the principles of flight. I think you're all right. I mean... Uh, those propellers don't... I mean, I, I thought even for air, airplanes, you need you need air to help things fly. Well, you do know that, that Mars' atmosphere is fairly close to the Earth. It's not 100% right for, like, us to totally breathe, but there is oxygen on Mars, just in much, much lower level. Okay. But I ask you this. Do you think in your lifetime, Big J, that there will be some sort of colonization of Mars? No. You don't think so? We're not going to have a total to get recall there, scenario? Trying to, get, trying to have that situation happen, yeah, in my lifetime, but... I don't think we're going to have like like a full-on like bunch of people living there, but I think maybe we'll have set up shop a little bit, like a space station or something, and have some people living there in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm not sure it'll be open to the public, like you'll be able to go there on a vacation or anything. But let's let's how about let's try to get power to Texas first. <laughs> yeah, we we have baby steps we have to work right. on uh, back here at home. But listen, man, uh, we got uh, we got a couple more planets to ruin in our lifetime. We're gonna get it done. Wrap it up with that's a long time. The world's longest hockey game has officially been played in Alberta, Canada. That's where 40 people played a hockey game that lasted 252 hours. Oh, my God. The organizers said the uh, game, which started on February 4th, ended with a score of 2,649 to 2,528. Team Cure beat Team Hope. Now, if you're wondering why the hell they did that, the game was a charity game. It raised more than $1.4 million to fund cancer research at the University of Alberta. Organizers say evidence of the game is now being submitted to Guinness World Records for the official verification as the world's longest hockey game, but I don't know how anything that lasts for over 14 days cannot be considered anything less than a long game. I mean, you had guys playing in shifts, all sorts of stuff. And so, congratulations. That's a long time for Don't hockey. Do they usually play in shifts in they hockey? Do, well, you know what I mean. Like, the actual, like, eight-hour shifts. Not, like, you know, 30-second shifts in hockey. But, yes, you're right. They do. Uh, they're called lines. But I like it very much, Big J. Either way, uh, you have yourself a nice little record and a great amount of money uh, raised for cancer awareness, which is fantastic. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Royal blood troubles coming here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Today is Ash Wednesday, Big J, so we should probably talk about all things that are the opposite of that, yes? Yeah, yeah. For the next six weeks, uh, Catholics, Christians are going to take some time off from maybe some of these things. And WalletHub ranked the U.S. states to see which are the most sinful, and they used four dozen metrics and seven categories loosely aligned with the seven deadly sins. Uh, Anger and hatred, of course, they examined uh, violent crime, sex offenders, bullying, jealousy, identity theft and fraud, excess and vices, obesity rates, uh, adult smokers and drug OD deaths, greed, gambling disorders, embezzlement arrests, lust, time spent on porn sites, prostitution arrests, and vanity beauty salons per capita, and money spent on personal care products, laziness, time spent watching TV, share of adults who don't exercise, 
Sounds so, like a fun study. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all guess what the number one most sinful place is. Uh, Nevada. Sin City. Yep, Nevada. Definitely number one. Number two uh, is California. Okay. Uh, and number three is Texas. Number one in the lust category. Whoa, look at this now. Yeah, Nevada was number one in the greed category, Nick. That makes sense to me with all the money changing hands. Was California number one in the vanity category? Uh, it did not list it here, which way they may not have topped any of the lists, just accumulation. Uh, Georgia came at number four with most jealousy. Hmm. Four to five with most crazy people. <laughs> They don't. I just. <laughs> I uh, editorialized that, that. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana six. New number, Orleans. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah, Tennessee number seven. Okay. California. Uh, Southern Carolina number eight. Number nine. Illinois number ten. Mississippi. They're the most lazy. All right. Where does Idaho land amongst this? Uh, I'm guessing. I mean, you got to think. If, if you're talking about all the stuff they're weighing in, it's got to be pretty low, all things considered, because there's not a lot of that stuff going on. While there may be some uh, overall negative things, I don't think it ranks too high. I'm going to say 44. You're pretty close. You're pretty close. Where do you think... Uh, I, who do you think is, is, is lower on the sinful list, Idaho or Utah? Well, because you bring it up, I'm going to say Idaho. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we're almost at number 50. We're wow. not. We're 49. The, like almost last on the list. Yeah, the last on the list is Wyoming because nobody lives there. <laughs> right, that makes sense. Uh, so Idaho is number 49. Vermont is 48. And then Utah at number 47. All right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it makes sense to me. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, bad things going on here. That's what I like very much. Not yet. We're getting there, though. Yeah. Don't let us don't don't give up on us. Everybody. I mean, there's been some some serious crime on a daily basis here lately. But. Uh, not just that, but here's hoping uh, very soon. Uh, you know, our TV numbers will th- float, you know skyrocket through the roof. All those kind of things will be happening soon. But it's nice to know that we're pretty low on the uh, the greed list or the lust list, as it were. Yeah. So that's very, very nice. Good job, everybody. Yeah, Nick. Thanks for not uh, not bringing us into the, the those crazy porn rates. That's not for lack of trying. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got ourselves some bad impressions. That's next on the X-Rocks. On 100.3, the X. Uh, And we have an awesome prize here. Section 37 Axe Room. They uh, are great. They got three different locations here in the Treasure Valley. The originals uh, and, and... Basically, you go there and you throw some axes. It feels good. It's stress relieving. Our buddy Adam is an expert. You can be part of leagues. They got leagues. They got all kinds of fun stuff to do. Uh, so we'll hook you up with a $25 gift card if you can figure out bad impressions today. Try right it now. out on us. 208-287-1003. That is our phone number. Big J has three clues. They all point to somebody that is pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less. And boom, you're chucking axes, man. That feels pretty good, I suppose. Yeah. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey, this is Sean. All right, Sean, you're up first. Good luck, man. Give it a little tap. A little tappy tap taparoo. Uh, next, please. The price is wrong, bitch. Um, it's from Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Hey. Is it a fictional character today? Hey, no. Oh. no. I mean, I'll take any answers. Any and all. Hey, Shooter, you eat pieces of what for breakfast? Uh, Adam Sandler. There you go. All right. He figured it out. Yeah. Good job, man. Hang yeah, on a second. Give some credit, Sean, Well, I mean, you were doing all the quotes from the movie. I figured maybe you were looking just for the character uh, Happy Gilmore and not necessarily Adam Sandler. But why is either of those two in the news? Well, uh, I guess yesterday was, uh, oh boy. I mean, I think 
30-year anniversary yeah, it was. of Happy Gilmore. Ridiculous, but uh, Adam Sandler wanted to celebrate this, and so he got onto the golf course and did his uh, famous Happy Gilmore uh, drive. And then uh, Wait, posted- it has to be 25, right? Happy Gilmore didn't come out in 1991. I don't no know. Way. You're asking me to do math. It has to be 25. Let's do 25. Just for good, good, just for good feelings. Because that's '96, and that feels a little bit better. Yeah, and uh, you posted this on social media, and it spread like wildfire. And then Christopher McDonald, former guest of the morning after, mm-hmm. uh, went all Shooter McGavin and did a uh, little video of his own to retort, and uh, it was just fun, man, just fun. And God, the good old days of Adam Sandler, man. Well, you know, it was nice to see him, uh, Adam Sandler, post that video and him do the Happy Gilmore swing on his Instagram, which I did. Didn't we talk about how there was a possibility of him maybe rehashing the character again? I don't remember that conversation, but they should. Yeah, I thought I saw that he was in talks to Netflix about actually doing a couple of sequels to Waterboy and Happy Gilmore were the films that he was talking about revisiting again for the first time in forever because he's not a sequel guy. Other than Grown Ups, he doesn't do sequels. Yeah, that would be fantastic if this was the kind of them uh, saying, hey, guess what? Wink, wink. Uh, And then ESPN put together this uh, thing of a bunch of golfers who were doing the the Happy Gilmore drive, and it was just awesome. It is funny to see how inaccurate that drive actually is, though. All those golfers were hooking it left or into the houses or all over the place. It is tough to get some accuracy when you're doing a running swing towards a golf ball. But either way, God bless him. Cool to see. Uh, fantastic film. Uh, I enjoy Happy Gilmore very, very much, as should everybody. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. That is Papa Roach. That is the ending, and that's exactly how we're going to end the Morning After with Nick and Big J here on this Wednesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Big J did... Give the official Big J approval to a movie called Red Dot, which is now streaming on Netflix. Part of Streaming Dumbass today. He enjoyed it and thought you might as well. He recommended it to you. We also had a chance to wrap up our conversation with Sean Morgan of Seether. Always great to catch up with Sean. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. And if you missed any of it, you can check out the podcast section of xrock.com where you can see the full interview. And, of course, don't forget the Morning After podcast is there as well. If you miss any part of the show, it's a great place for you to get an edited version of it so that you don't miss a single section of any of the high-quality entertainment that we pump out on a morning-to-morning basis around here. High quality. Of course, uh, we also had a chance to educate you that it's not a great idea to try to pretend to stab somebody to go viral uh, and then call the cops as that will just end you up in jail and not having your video go viral. And, of course, we found out that Idaho is pure as new-fallen snow when it comes to the seven deadly sins, which is pretty nice, isn't it? Yeah. Feels good to be among the good people of the earth. For once. Yeah, it takes a little bit. Big J, that leaves you with the floor. Uh, Scientists in Egypt discovered that uh, about 5,000 years ago, uh, they were were creating beer, putting it in a big factory. A big factory? Yeah, archaeologists found an ancient ancient, uh, brewery cranking out beer during the reign of King Narmer. The King Norman? Yeah, yeah, and uh, they, 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 this was a huge deal. Uh, the beer was a big part of their society and of uh, their uh, royal rituals. Nice. So the Egyptians like to get hammered. Yeah. Love it. I was just reading something that uh, Russia classified beer as a soft drink until the year 2011. <laughs> like, it was considered uh, an average beverage and anybody could drink it 
up until the year 2011. God, really makes us look like pansies. <laughs> well, that or, I mean, there's there's a whole lot of uh, issues that Russia has with alcohol. That, that could be part of it as well, uh, too, don't forget. Uh, so uh, it's nice to know that. Did they say, like, how they got into how they made it? Like, I don't remember hops being a big thing in Egypt. Did they make it another way? Uh, probably, but yeah. I, I don't have I, I should stop asking follow-up questions. Just yeah, leave, I don't... It, leave it with the headlines with Big J. My story, not yours. Morning after. It's not much of a story. It's just a sentence. How about we get into a little bit of more bogus basin giveaways tomorrow? That's going to be happening courtesy of Pop Culture Smackdown. You're going to want to be a part of that. Plus, we'll give you a nerd alert tomorrow as well. We will see you then. Jason Drew is coming in next. You guys have a good one. It's the X Rocks. <laughs>